Hello, and welcome to the Newbie Dentist Podcast, the safe place for newbie dentists to connect, collaborate, learn, and grow. The Newbie Dentist Podcast aims to provide high-quality and high-value content for all the newbie dentists out there. With your host, Dr. Omerizami. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Newbie Dentist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Omid Azami, and I am super excited to be here with some amazing dentists today, Dr. Armand Bajosian, DDS, who is a third-year prosthodontics resident at the University of Washington, co-founder and creator of the D365 app, and an Instagram stud. I'm also here with Dr. Ryan Mizumoto, DMD, and he's also a prosthodontics resident at The Ohio State University co-founder and creator of the PROS365 and the D365 app. So guys, thank you so much for being here with me today. Uh, this is a new episode I'm doing for my podcast with the Dental FOMO, and we'll get into that a little bit as we go. Um, being up here in Canada, I feel a little bit isolated from all the action down there, and you guys are pioneers leading the way coming on the Canadian podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you guys have a super busy schedule. Um, so sort of how I want to jump into everything with you guys uh, thinking maybe for two or three minutes, take me back to when you're a third year dental student at your respective schools and just talk me through your mindset. And did you know at the time if you wanted to do pros or wanted to specialize or be a GP? And then uh, just sort of walk me through uh, from third year of dental school to now where you are uh, in two or three minutes. And then we'll, we'll sort of jump off from there. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, I went to University of Pacific um, in San Francisco. Uh, it's a three-year program. Um, so when you're really trying to think about going to a specialty program, it's between your second and third year. Okay. Um, and basically, uh, you know, I came from a family. My dad's an oral surgeon. And so I knew I wanted to specialize. I just didn't know in what yet. And in reality, I really was thinking about endo, oral surgery, pros. Um, and what really brought me to pros was uh, my dad, ironically, he... Uh, he was thinking, why you want to do oral surgery? And I said, oh, well, obviously, because of you, uh, it, you know, extractions, implants. Um, but he says, if you don't care about maxillofacial surgery or reconstruction, yeah. don't waste six years of your life going to oral surgery. Um, you know, uh, there's other programs out there. And, and, and PROS really, especially today, drives implant placement. It's not implant placement driving the PROS. So learn the PROS, learn treatment planning. And then uh, once you understand that, Obviously, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little special in that he can teach me the surgical pers perspective. But uh, yeah. once you learn the PROS procedure and where treatment planning goes, um, then surgery comes, comes uh, with it. And so uh, for me, at that point, when he planned that seed in my head, I just found some mentors at school. Uh, Dr. Sadowski, a well-known researcher and acad acad um, academic instructor, uh, was a PROS. And he um, kind of just, you know, took me under his wing. And... Um, I started applying to PROS programs and then I found my way into UW and that's where I am today. Awesome. And how about you, Ryan? Yeah. So my path was, uh, was kind of similar to Armand's, but also a lot different uh, in a sense that I went through dental school wanting to specialize. Um, but at where I went, I went to Case Western and we didn't have a PROS program there. And so I kind of went through dental school trying to find my, find myself, uh, never really found the specialty that, that really called to me. And so I ended up doing a GPR um, almost by default uh, after, after dental school. I did that in Chicago at Illinois Masonic and then still kind of felt a little bit lost in dentistry. Uh, and then I did basically what everyone else does, goes into private practice, uh, 
and I worked in a family practice for about two and a half years in Cleveland, Ohio, and then uh, actually ended up opening up my own practice. Oh wow! Uh, okay, nice. For, yeah, for about three years, and and that was a great experience because you know, I got to kind of spread my wings and fly and, and start to really learn a lot about myself and the way I wanted to practice. And what I found myself doing was actually just piecemealing and taking a lot of uh, prosthodontic type of courses. Um, and I found that that was just my passion. And uh, so it, it took some, some uh, you know, staring in the mirror, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, thought in terms of how I wanted to spend my career, but I decided ultimately that the best thing for me was to actually sell my practice and go back to school for formal cross training. So I, um, I ended up selling my practice. Uh, I spent about five and a half years in private practice and sold it and came back to school and, and haven't regretted it since. That's pretty cool. So Armand, you went straight from dental school into pros or did you work as well? No, I went straight from dental school into pros. Um, and it's funny, uh, the, the way Ryan and I met, uh, we came from two total different backgrounds. Yeah, that's going to mention that. It's interesting. And, uh, we set it off in the interview. So that's kind of how we, how we met. Okay. That's, so you guys were, so you guys got into pros at the same time, but so you're yeah, on the so, circuit so, sort of interviewing so, for programs and stuff. And so, so, I mean, this year it's, it's a match system now, but, yeah. um, but before it was when the program wanted to interview people. So UW was kind of one of the first, the earlier interviews. Uh, in the in the interview session or year, and so Ryan and I met um, uh, from the get go. We we both stayed at the same hotel uh, <laughs> and uh, we took the same shuttle in the morning to, to the to the interview. And so we kind of beginning, and then um, you know uh, there's a lot of downtime when other people are getting interviewed. So we just hung out with each other, talked about it, you know, about stuff, uh, and then actually grabbed the beer that night. Then we and, and kind of. Uh, know each other more on a personal level as far as like our family backgrounds he's from seattle awesome. San Francisco, yeah stuff like that and then we, we i mean although we chose different schools we we got close that's pretty cool and it's 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 awesome that you're um, like i didn't know i mean this just happened it's a coincidence now i guess like you had such different paths into your uh getting into specialty programs um so what like what do you think the pro like now that you're you know a few years into it and you both have obviously such unique perspective because you Armand went straight from dental school and and Ryan you worked for a few years and had that GP experience like which one would you think is like is better long term in terms of understanding yourself and understanding what you're getting yourself into and I mean for all the listeners I mean my target mark like audience is like new grads and finally sort of uh, final year dental students so having the experience you have now and the the hindsight that you have like which one would you recommend as or is there is basically is not one way that's right or wrong right right yeah, no, that's a, that's a, the million dollar question because I think it, it always comes down to the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, I I wish uh, I would have known that I would have wanted to do pros from the get go, but at the same time, um, you know, my experience in private practice really helped me come back and and be a better communicator with my patients, um, and it helped me kind of focus my energy a little bit more in terms of the learning because I knew kind of what patients what they kind of asked, uh, what, what types of things they wanted to know. Uh, and then also what kind of questions I had, you know, I, after five years of kind of, uh, fumbling around as a GP, you know, I had so many questions and I think that's really what has been the highlight for me in terms of coming back to school for process is just being able to answer those questions, um, and really, uh, understand things a little bit deeper. 
That's pretty cool because it's, it's interesting. I think your dental school experience probably has a lot to do with it. Um, and, and, and even more so, like, it's interesting that Ryan, you said like, you didn't really have a pros program at your school. Like, uh, so I, I graduated from the university of Melbourne in Australia and like our, our sort of education on pros was, you know, very like, you know, single unit crown type. And in my mind, like going through dental school, I was like, man, like pros is dead. Like, like why would I do pros? Like any GP can do pros. And now like I'm coming out and I'm like seeing, you know, the work you guys are doing, uh, like the implant ninja and like, um, Dr. Sonata is doing like, and they're on the millennial podcast, uh, dentist podcast talking about that. Like my mind's like completely blown. Like I, I had no idea what pros could entail and, and how, like what, how many doors it can open into like massive treatment plans and stuff. So, uh, I think, yeah, I think pros doesn't get their respect that it like maybe deserves amongst like the specialties, like for a lot of dental yeah. students. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. That. For sure. I mean, how you, how you felt or how you feel is exactly how I kind of felt through going through dental school. And, um, you know, I felt, uh, looking back on it, I actually feel almost kind of cheated. You know, I didn't really have a pros mentor or someone who really showed me how amazing prosthodontics is, but, Mm -hmm. um, process is so powerful. I mean, it's such an amazing specialty and, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that later too, but it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah, for sure. And it's something, I mean, I, I do wish we had more exposure to it and had and learned more because even now that I'm like, I mean, I did, I, I interviewed uh, another dentist. Uh, she graduated from Nova in Florida, Dr. Sarah Sweetenham. So she said like that a pretty good pros program did it about like 40 units uh, during dental school. Whereas I did like five. So coming out, like, sure. I feel like I, like right now I'm working and I feel like I know nothing about like, you know, beyond doing like a single unit crown. I don't even know. I don't even know what I don't know basically. So um, like sure. seeing the stuff that you guys are doing is pretty awesome. So, um, so let's talk about that for, I know, I know we want to get onto the uh, app as well and talk about that, but if you will just uh, for a few minutes, give us like what relationship should a GP have with their prosthodontist, like in their local area right now, what stuff should I be doing myself? What stuff should I for sure not touch and refer? Um, and where does that like interplay come? Uh, what, what would you recommend? Amon, do you want you? Want- I mean, I, I, I haven't worked in a private practice. So as far as interplay or how referrals go or study clubs or what you guys have in Canada, um, I think Ryan can help you a little bit more. But I guess when it comes down to um, what to answer your question of what you when you should know when to refer out or anything, you know, it's so weird that uh, today dentistry, everyone's doing everything. You know, perios are even perio residents are even doing the uh, immediate provisionals. I mean, it's nice. Everyone's learning everyone's yeah. job. Um, which is great. Um, so I, I guess uh, it comes down to the practitioner and what you know. I mean, I have re- really good friends that you probably found on Instagram too. Brian Balewas, as a dental nerd, that guy was my <laughs> classmate in dental school and he does everything that he's comfortable with. He yeah. was top of the class. He was a smart smart kid. Yeah. And so, um, so uh, it, 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 but you know, there's other people in our class that, that probably stop before him, you know, they so basically know their limitations and, and refer stuff out. Um, it really is up to the practitioner I think it's up to the pros to go into their community and do a study club and show people what it can be done and then hopefully educate. And for the ones who want to do it or learn how to do it or can do it, do it. There's no problem for me. And then basically the ones who can't, at least they know what's available out there in their community and refer it out. But as far as, um, uh, you know, and Ryan, you can, you can put your input as far as a prior practitioner perspective. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting being on kind of both sides of the equation. Um, yeah. and, and I don't really think that there's a, a necessarily a right or wrong answer because you, you know, 
dentistry is so unique in the sense that you can kind of do whatever you're comfort comfortable with. Um, but in terms of, of pros and getting yourself into trouble and things like that, really, I mean, what I think it comes down to is whether you can visualize what the case is going to look like at the end or not. Yeah. And if, if you're just starting out, it's a big case and you, you really can't see where the case is going to be at the very end, then I think that that really deserves a, a second thought or possibly even considering referring it, it at that point. Because most of process planning, if you don't plan it properly from the get-go, you know, you're just not going to get to the final result that you want to. So uh, at that point, it's better to, to think about the referral. Okay, that's great. And so um, just back to you, Ryan, I, I know you were a GP for a while. And so what uh, like CE would you recommend like for like for me or for other new grads like trying to, you know, uh, get a little bit deeper into like occlusion and pros. Um, I know like there's a whole surgical side of pros, which you guys are doing a lot of as well, but just like the more traditional, like just restorative for now. Um, what yeah. would you recommend? So I, I, I personally, um, took the continuum at the Panky Institute in Florida okay, and also yeah. took, took some courses at the Spear Institute in, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona. Um, and both were great, you know, and, uh, I've heard wonderful things about Coise as well in Seattle, um, and Dawson as well. And those are probably the big four. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is they all kind of have a similar message, but they all have their own philosophy on how they want to approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's good to just take some introductory courses at all of them and see which one kind of speaks to you, you yeah. know, um, okay, what's sure. good for one person might not be good for another person. And a lot of it depends on your practice and what your own personal beliefs are and things like that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so just uh, to touch on the uh, Instagram side of things a little bit, I know Armand, you're pretty active on there and you sort of post like a case a day, which is a pretty cool idea that you had. Um, so I haven't talked to like a specialist yet and I want to see what the motive behind your page is. Uh, I know for like you mentioned like the uh, like Brian and uh, the SF Dental Nerd, um, I know his is more geared towards, you know, marketing and getting patients to come to his practice. Uh, whereas I'm interested to see what a specialist is using social media for these days? Is it to like, you know, show off cases for their local like GPs to refer to them or what's like the overarching like goal of the, of the page? Yeah. For both um, of you guys? The, the story, uh, uh, and it's on our website too. There's a little biography of, about us, but the story of this was, um, when he, when Ryan the, uh, ultimately decided to go to Ohio state and I went to UW, we're on the opposite side of the country, and basically we just, we just kept in touch uh, here and there with text um, during our first half of the first year. Obviously, a lot of academics going on, so we don't yeah. really get to talk a lot. Um, but we, when we met at um, the Chicago Midwinter Meeting, AFP, uh, halfway through our first year, we met up and we said, okay, how, how's it going in your school? And we realized that, I mean, I was the minority. I was one of two Americans. Everyone else was from you know Europe or Asia. Yeah. Um, Similar in your program too, right, Ryan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, definitely. And at UOP, I was the only one out of 142 students to apply to PROS. So back to your your initial discussion about how in, in school you thought, you mean, you know, you thought PROS was dead or whatever. Yeah. So uh, here Ryan and I are sitting in first year uh, halfway through, and uh, I would lie to you if I say I didn't think, what the hell am I doing in PROS? Because the first year is tough, right? But yeah. you go in there and you say, you know, um, well, well, we're doing so much cool stuff in our respective programs. What can we do to make pros cool again? Now I'm not saying make it cool. Like, uh, so everyone can go and apply. I'm just yeah. trying to change the perspective, especially in America, because a lot of Americans don't apply. Yeah. Um, Frost is not only wax up denture setups 
I mean, we do a lot of other stuff that isn't really shown or taught to you in dental school. Yeah. And so um, Ryan and I came up with this idea of, hey, let's start a, a, uh, a, a professional account on Instagram. Let's use that platform and let us post one day for one year, 365 days, one, each day post something that we learned. So obviously, if you look back at our first post or first day, everything is wax ups because first year in, dental, <laughs> in, in, in cross program is all wax ups. You're, you're yeah. doing dental. You're working up your case. You're learning treatment planning. And that's what first year is about. Um, and then, you know, I, I think Ryan and I would also lie to you if we said it wasn't it wasn't tough. I mean, posting every day, it's, n- it's a lot of work. Everybody has something to post every day. There's something you always do at work or in your in your respective programs, whereas endo, uh, perio, pros. Mm-hmm. It's just that sometimes it's overlooked. You think, oh, I didn't do anything today. But it, and that, in fact, I turned it around and basically said uh, it made me work every day and it made me do something productive so i could show on my page what i did that day well after the first year completed ryan and i uh and again I mean, ryan and i discussing we said hey man i mean in one year i think we were at four thousand or six thousand followers and we're like what the hell is going on there's like yeah instagram is crazy how big of a dentistry community there's on instagram yes um and so Ryan and I decided, okay, you know, I mean, Ryan has a family, so him, as far as doing it every day, kind of slowed down, but he's still active and I don't have a family. So I said, Hey, I could do it every day still. So I have more free time. Let's do it. So yeah. it's fun. It's fun to see your own private uh, diary or personal journey because, yeah. uh, because everything from first year, uh, wax ups became surgery or immediate provisionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so second year post, uh, you see all provisionals and now it's my third year. And so now you see all of the final cases. So it's nice as a per- personal perspective, whether or not the followers came, whether or not the account became popular, it was more of a look at my personal daily diary of wax up treatment planning to provisional stage or surgery conversions to the definitive product and see how I've personally grown or how my photos have improved or how my treatments have evolved. Um, and that's really what fuels me to go every day. Um, the likes and the followers and everything is, is fluff on the side. It's really just for me to see my personal growth because obviously I want to see me improve. So that's what happened. And then Ryan, same thing. Ryan's still doing it. And I mean, I'm sure you can share your perspective, but I'm, I mean, we, I mean, it was, it's been nothing but great. The whole that's Instagram. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a nobody on Instagram, but uh, even myself, just like posting a few cases and, it, it makes me like want to do better work, like you mentioned. And I, um, no, I didn't use like rubber dams for like restorations and stuff. But now that I, I know I'm going to be posting it, I'm like, no, no, I got to like take the extra few minutes to make sure everything's like nice. Um, so I think it's, it's done wonders, uh, Instagram for, for our profession. Um, and the work you guys are doing, honestly, like, like you said, you wanted to make pros like, uh, you know, relevant and cool and sort of hip. Um, I think you guys have like achieved that for sure. So um, I, I personally, from, you know, the general side, general dentist side of things, really want to thank you guys for that. Uh, cause every day I go on there and I'm like, like pumped, like I see it, I'm like, man, that's like some cool stuff. Like I want to learn implants. I want to learn to like do stuff like that. Um, and it's just like, like I mentioned, it's just completely changed my whole perspective on pros from what I learned in dental school, um, to coming out now and, and realizing what, you know, the crazy stuff people are doing out there. All right. So, uh, let's talk about the app then. Um, I know you guys launched this project. I think it's probably about like six, seven weeks ago now, if I'm not mistaken, or three and, four, a, half. Three and a half weeks. Okay. Um, so tell me about it. Like I know 
like it's probably like a bit of an extension. So I know the the Instagram is more like just pros and the app is, you know, D365 and you have sort of, um, I've used it a fair, like a little bit, I've posted like one case, but um, you can roll through and there's like, it's pretty cool. So there's like the dental student, there's like general dentist, surgery, perio, endo, pros. Um, so tell me about it. Like how did, how did you come up with the idea? Like what's the vision for it? And where do you like hope it goes? Uh, and what sort of like um, like needs or, or niche are you trying to fulfill with this app? So, I mean, the, uh, the app was really a byproduct of just the, the project that we had initially started that Armand just talked about, um, recognizing that there was obviously a huge community of people who are using, you know, Instagram um, for whatever reason. But we set out with the app to kind of achieve a different purpose. And, and really, the app was developed to help people um, share and connect and then learn. And those were really the three pillars that we kind of tried to build the foundation off of and to uh, help make a platform to achieve that. So um, we basically decided, you know, why don't we make something that brings all the specialties together, uh, all the different people along their journey, uh, whether you're a student or a private practitioner, uh, and, and try to make some platform that allows people to uh, not only learn from each other, but to inspire inspire each other too. Um, you know, there's so many different uses for for what we're trying to do. So yeah, That's yeah, no. Uh, um, uh, to to get to to extend on that. So um, with Instagram, it was cool, but you know, I would I would scroll through my feed and it would be dental, dental, then baby, then workout, then food. <laughs> it's too convoluted. So Instagram is great, and yeah. I think it's great for for practitioners too, because you also are exposed to the, to the, to the to certain patients for referrals. That's, that's awesome too. Um, but our whole message was basically, um, to provide a platform where, it, I mean, dentistry is a big enough niche where we can have a platform strictly involving all the specialties, dental students included, lab technicians included, um, whatever it is, uh, to, to basically have everyone together to bridge the gaps between each field. Again, it's not like you have to know what an endodontist does, or I'm sorry, you don't have to know what how to do it, but at least you have to know what can be done. Or same, yeah. same with perio. Perio doesn't have to do the best provisional, but understand certain criteria of how to make a provisional. So then when it comes down to interdisciplinary treatment planning, you know, having that in a non-convoluted uh, platform where everyone can learn off of each other, that's the whole point of the app. Um, it's at its infancy. It's going to evolve gonna grow this is only, the only version one um, yeah. Ryan and I really have have tried to and it's been a two-year in the process making from the beginning of what this could be and we just coded I mean our this we work with a great team in, in San Francisco um, we just started coding it in May and here you are five six months later and now it's live so yeah no, that's uh, incredible nice. um, uh, but it's gonna evolve but I, I think the the number one hurdle or the reason you you asked what the purpose of this app is is for people to share to people to feel comfortable um, posting photos and not and and to be honest with you I know pros included we're the biggest judges right everyone judges <laughs> everyone works. Yeah. Dennis, everyone thinks they could do better that's fine um, and I just went to ACP in San Francisco for a meeting the number one thing that people were telling me is hey, listen I love your guys's work but I'm just too scared to post photos because my photos aren't good or because my work is kind of iffy or whatever. And to be honest with you, my response to all of them was the same. And it was number one, this is your colleagues and your peers. You should feel comfortable um, 
getting critiqued by your colleagues, right? I mean, it's not like yeah. you're going to go and someone's going to talk trash and the patient's going to hear and you're going to lose referrals. Nothing like that. This is strictly just for your colleagues, number one. Number two, um, it could be somewhat anonymous. I mean, you can make any username you want. You can have no facial profile there and just post your photos and get critique back. Yeah. And number three for me, what I've noticed is uh, I don't have the greatest photos. I don't have the greatest uh, treatments. I'm only a resident. There's people out there that are that are uh, world-renowned speakers and are killing it out there. Yeah. Um, but, but I think what makes me personally grow and hopefully um, the message is, is shared across all the followers is um, you want to, when you prep a crown, let's say you're prepping eight and nine and they're upside down in your chair because you're from 12 o'clock. Everything looks great, right? And you turn around and you're right in front of them. You see that one cockeyed, <laughs> right? So it doesn't look nice. Uh, when you take a picture and you put it on your laptop and you blow it up in a big screen, that prep's not looking as pretty. You see a J, <laughs> you see that, right? So yeah. it makes you, taking photos, first of all, makes you critique what you're doing, your own work. Then it takes the courage or the, or the humbleness from the, from the practitioner to critique their own work and say it in their description. So I try to make my make sure that even if I show something bad, at least what did I learn from it, right? And then number three is that when you critique yourself so in depth in your little description, you leave nothing for your audience to really critique you on because you've named it all. So basically, uh, you should feel comfortable posting your stuff and sharing it out there because in reality, you're only critiquing yourself and you're just hoping to, that you help someone else in your field learn from your mistake. That's kind of my perspective on that's, it. Man, that's so, so that, cool. Yeah. So, so that's the thing that I think the biggest hurdle of this app uh, or this community to grow is for people to feel comfortable sharing. And if people understand that, that um, you're not, no one's going to judge you, it's strictly just helping you improve by yourself and also by your colleagues, then, then, this, then this community can grow into something, in something huge. Um, but that's, that's my perspective. And Ryan, you can, you can put your feet on that if you want. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I completely agree. But and I think that's an important thing that to highlight in terms of what our vision is for the app in terms of the difference with Instagram and things like that. Because, you know, honestly, what, what people post on Instagram is usually their best thing, you know, yeah. and, and, and really what, what we learn from is actually the worst, you know, the worst things, the ones where you mess up, the things where they don't look so good. You know, and that's really what I hope to encourage people to want to put on the app is things that they've, they've maybe tried that didn't work out so well or, or whatever, because that's really the good learning moment, you know. And, um, you know, of course, we love the beautiful stuff, too. But I think in terms of learning, you know, the, anything is, 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 can be a, a learning, learning moment. So yeah. That's so cool, man. I'm just like, I'm getting so pumped just like listening to all this because my whole... Uh, like I, I mean, I, like I mentioned, like my, I started the Instagram page. My main goal wasn't to like, um, you know, be like a famous like dentist or general. My, the main reason I started it was because I knew I wanted to do the podcast and I wanted to uh, use it, uh, use it as a platform to, um, to meet dentists to like reach out to them so they can be like, please come on the podcast. And one thing I started doing was yeah, like I just you know take shitty like intro roll camera photos of my preps and I put them on there and I talk about my mistakes like you mentioned. Um, so it's so cool that you guys are doing that and, and that you have the same understanding because I think sometimes on Facebook, you know, there's a lot of like Facebook sort of forums and groups and stuff uh, where people post cases and like some of the stuff, like the comments get so toxic and like, I'm just like, how did this like escalate to this point? Like someone's yeah, sure. sharing their work and they're like, pr they're proud of what they're doing. And then 
people are just like like ripping on them for like for like for what reason? Like what benefit does that give to the guy? What's funny? I think we're all in the same age group, but I, I for me, I always I mean people make fun of me all the time when I say this, but I call it the eight mile rule. You know Eminem's movie Eight Mile? Yeah. At the end, before in his last last uh, uh, what is it called battle? Um, basically, uh, he said he he dissed himself so much that he left nothing for the other guy to talk about. Right, so he was up there. No, saying nothing. Yeah. Same, same thing with this. If I critique my work and I say, yeah, yeah, I did this great, that great, that great, but look, I should have improved this, this, this. I leave nothing for my audience to critique. So uh, that's kind of my mentality uh, of of how to overcome that. I mean, listen, I, I I give anybody and everybody props for posting on Instagram to put yourself out there in public, especially today, Facebook, Instagram, anything digital, it's out there and it will follow you forever. You yep. in public. <laughs> If you if you publish an article and you make a mistake, it will be there forever. So yeah. Um, but if you understand uh, how to critique yourself and and grow from it, I mean, no one's gonna hate on you. And and first of all, there's always gonna be trolls out there. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> Especially when it's anonymous, right? People get pretty brave. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. So what are your um, so let's finish off like uh, with what are your plans for you know obviously you're transitioning your your final year now, so you're gonna be finishing up. Um, what are you planning on doing next year? Are you, What's like? How does it work for an associate? I know the uh, in our offices we have some like specialists that come to our office and work out of our office, uh, mostly for like endo and oral surgery kind of things. So what's like the system like? Are you gonna? Is there enough to like have your own office, or are you gonna be rotating through general offices doing some of their more complex stuff, or uh, what's like the business model, or what's the plan? Well, ideally, Ryan and I want to work together, but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you might have to move to Ohio. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so i'm uh i'm looking at some associateships uh you know i'd like to to spend some time teaching i i think that's one thing that i i've really come to enjoy um you know teaching is just such a such a cool thing um but i think i also you know i want to be chair side i, I want to be clinical i want to be hands-on you know i i love doing that so if I can find a mix of both, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Most likely we'll be somewhere out here in Ohio. This is where my wife's from, but, yeah. uh, I'm still pushing for San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, and uh, <laughs> Armand, I was talking to, uh, so I just, I recently over Instagram started uh, connecting with, uh, Brian a little bit and he yeah. told me to tell you, cause I told him I was talking to you today. He told me he has a job waiting for you. Uh, if you're interested <laughs> I just saw him last week. AZP. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Him, him and Adam uh, Miller, you should follow him on Instagram too. He's a yeah. Um, they, they both work together and, and yeah, I mean, it would be great to work with friends and, and I told him I'm open to it. It'd be nice. I don't know how it is these days, uh, having a associateship or working, you know, jumping from practice to practice. I don't know how it works and that's something I'm going to learn. And uh, yeah. unlike Ryan in my entire twenties, I've been a student. So yeah, that's, it's going to be a big learning curve for I, sure. Yeah. I, I fortunately have a mentor and my father to kind of show me the way and kind of tell me what's what's going on. Um, right now, uh, I'm looking into a practice, a family friend of ours that wants to sell her practice and maybe purchase her practice and move in. Um, I don't know if my dad wants to hang him up soon and maybe I'll move into his office. I, I really have no idea right now. I'm going to yeah. figure that out. Right now, I got mock boards on my mind and then hopefully yeah. <laughs> ready to go. But you're right. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a... Um, it's different. I don't know what the, what the way, I mean, I don't know. I, I got to just figure it out. But in San Francisco, there's a, there's an awesome building like any other big city They have a dental medical building. Um, yeah. so 50 Sutter is, is where I want to be. Um, 
and I just gotta just figure out figure out what the best what the best plan is. Yeah, man, San Francisco would be like such a cool place to. Like I'm pretty. I mean, Toronto's not a bad city at all uh, by any means, but uh, just like everything with San Francisco right now, like Golden State Warriors are killing it. Like it's just the the Silicon Valley thing. Like yeah. you guys are just like uh, man. It's pretty cool to be out there for in San Francisco. It'd be a nice place to set up shop for sure. That's cool. <laughs> awesome, man. So any uh, any final things you guys want to talk about the app or promote with the app? Um, what's uh, what can we expect to like the next edition is there anything like in the works or any feedback you've got from users that you want to improve on or i guess the, the one thing i want to i want to say is um and i and it's funny because uh, i guess I, I get a lot of direct messages about when are you going to have android 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 and i didn't yeah. know I, we did a lot of research about what what's out there and of course after we launch everyone and their mother has android so it's like <laughs> um android will come okay uh, great uh, but what i have to say is um patience it, it, it's it for me too and for ryan uh, this will evolve uh, instagram today is not what it was when it first started for sure remembers what instagram was when it first started facebook yeah. today isn't what facebook was when it started i'm not saying this is the next facebook and it's instagram but as far as an app and its evolution and what it can be as far as visual design as far as um uh, user interface ability everything evolves and 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 um so this version one we just wanted to throw it out there uh, and see, I mean, obviously everything's well thought out, but throw it out there and see what the feedback is. And so far, I think today, I just checked Ryan before we got on here. Um, we're at uh, 700 users in three and a half weeks, and we're in 34 countries, which is awesome. That's so um, cool, man. That's incredible. 50, I think 59% retention as far as user users were using it. Yeah. Also, it was great. And as long as I, and you know, Google Firebase is our backend. They have nice analytics statistics. As long as I see a trend up and no plateaus, Obviously, we're not paying for any advertisements. I mean, yeah. this is strictly using our social platform and Instagram to to, to promote it. Yeah. So far, we're getting good good feedback. Um, again, the number one hurdle is getting users to feel comfortable posting, and that's kind of what I think Ryan and I have been trying to hopefully provide a platform where everyone feels comfortable. But Ryan, you can. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I, you know, download it, use it. You know, and and. Even if you have a question, you know, I mean, put up a picture and ask a question, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you actually even did. Um, it could be something that maybe you, you want to get Armand or myself or someone's feedback. Um, and I think it's such an untapped resource from that aspect that, um, you know, don't, yeah, don't be shy. Don't be intimidated to try to just put something up there to learn. Because if, you know, if you have that question, I'm sure there's someone else that has that question. And for sure. That that's how how the really the good learning happens. So, right. yeah, I'm gonna. So I had a question for you guys. I was gonna ask, but that night I just said that I'm gonna take a picture of it tomorrow. I'm seeing the patient tomorrow, so I'll I'll put it up on the app for you guys, and hopefully I can get some feedback there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, great, man. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. I know uh, I've seen pros residents at my school. They're always just walking around with cameras and lab boxes and and study models. So you guys are super busy outside of like normal clinic time. So um, I really appreciate it. Um, I hope, I mean, I don't have a massive listener base, but I will for sure uh, send out word about your app and hopefully that uh, brings you some users and um, I'll for sure be using it as well. I posted one case a few, few weeks back, but I'll try and be a bit more active and, um, and, you know, utilize you guys and hopefully get some feedback to improve on my stuff. So um, thank you so much again. And and we'll be in touch, and hopefully, uh, maybe in a f- you know in a few months or something, once the app gets going, uh, we'll bring you guys back and and touch base and see how everything's progressing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah. Thank you.